The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Welcome to another episode of the Functional Sportsaholic, or as we like to call it, the Sports Talk Revolution. We are proud partners of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. You can also find us on Podcast One. Sam this week is in Costa Rica, so we are importing. Uh, we are importing Brad from the Get Paid Podcast, our other podcast. Brad, how you doing, my buddy? Hey, yo. Good to be here, buddy. Yeah, man. So we had you on, like, I don't know, like six months ago or something, uh, another time. When Sam, Sam's always taking vacation, man. Like, you know, every, once every six months, he's, he's somewhere. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. You guys, yeah, you, you do it, too. You do it, too. I'm the only one that's, that's here every week. And maybe that's more of a testament to how pathetic and lonely I am as a person. Yeah, you have a terrible existence, man. I'm sorry to hear that, but it makes me feel much, much better about mine. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, you know, I, I think the, uh, the testament to, to a good friend is how much they delight in, uh, in your misery. And, uh, for sure. yeah, I, I always love when you're down for the count and I always like to needle you because it makes me feel better. So I appreciate that ebb and flow in our relationship. Well, we're here for each other, man. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have a lot to get to, uh, but before we get into it, I uh, just want to remind everybody, uh, I have reestablished my Instagram account. I'm at TFS underscore Sean. That's S E A N on Instagram. I'm also at TFS underscore Sean on Twitter. It's the same thing. Um, so check us out. Follow us. You know, we put a lot of the promos up there. So if you don't always hit, uh, you know, our podcast, you know, at least I'm keeping you up to date on the information. You can always uh, you can always uh, take part in our uh, in our partnerships when they come along, um, as uh, as was the case with our recent get paid promo. Um, for Yahoo DFS, which is really cool. So, uh, Brad, you know, I I know you're uh, you like me, you're a big football guy. Uh, I I do have a lot of football stuff to talk about, a little NBA, but I want to start with uh, BovadaSportsbook.com's um, you know analysis of uh, the NCAA tournament. I uh, man, I, you know, my bracket was blown up. I certainly Pleasure. did not. <laughs> I didn't have Auburn in the Final Four. I can tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm looking to, I um, was looking around today. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you, you, I don't know how heavy you are into, um, into the tournaments. I think you fill out a bracket. I know you've been keeping track of, you know, the sports challenge on Bavada as well. Um, with, uh, with everything, you know, I follow Snoop, everybody out there. It's pretty easy. I think it's still open actually through the final four. Um, if I remember correctly, I believe you can win a hundred bucks just by signing up and following somebody. I follow Snoop Dogg. Brad, I think follows Ocho Cinco, but, uh, you know, Chad Ocho Cinco, they're really, um, you know, driving that home. So, um, it's free money. Hey, go out and take it if you can. But, um, yeah, man, like, uh, usually I go chalk with a little bit of variation. Virginia is the only one seed to make the final four. I thought about maybe advancing Michigan state, but I actually had them losing a little bit earlier. Texas tech and Auburn. I, uh, I wasn't anywhere close. How about you, buddy? No, no, not even close, you know? And of course I, I find it difficult not to go chalk, you know, it's yeah. like, uh, I, I have a better feel for how games are going to go in the NFL, especially in the playoffs. I, I do much better. You do. But I do. Yeah. I kind of have a feel for, for where they are mentally, you know, and, and I take into account the buys, et cetera. You know, I just do a little bit better, but I don't, I don't have my finger on the pulse of the, of the tournament. You know, it's like this team's got Zion and they're Duke and they got one of the best coaches ever. So why would I ever pick someone to beat them? 
You know, I, I'm not as into it perhaps as, as some others or maybe even yourself. Well, you say that, but then again, we were talking about that UCF game um, on the Get Paid well, podcast sure. last week. And you're like, not that you would pick. Uh, a, yeah, I guess, you know, if you're picking um, brackets, right, why would you ever pick Duke? But I guess if you're picking against the spread, I mean, there are opportunities there. But uh, yeah, well, the I'm, spread is a different story. Yeah, for you're sure. right. Right. I don't know what it was about that UCF game. I definitely did have a feel. And if I wasn't out of town with the wolf of Tarpon Springs, <laughs> I would have, uh, you know, regained consciousness and got myself to the bottom. You're at that Mumford and Sons concert where they're peeling you off the floor at the end of that thing. You know what? I was actually upright at that point, but I had to do some coffee drinking to get myself there. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I know. There's how no those weekends, man. Hey, man, that's, that's good. I'm aching for one of those weekends. I got to get down there. I was supposed to actually be down in Florida uh, this week. Actually, I don't even know if I told you, if I closed that loop with you, my daughter got sick again last oh, no. week. Oh, so, no. yeah, I'm, I'm actually in Illinois. Um, I was going to try to drive down to uh, to Miami uh, to see you and the beautiful people of South Beach. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm stuck here. I'm stuck here. But at least we're in spring weather now in Chicagoland. It's gorgeous outside, finally. Yeah, no kidding. It's, it's so been bad. a bit for you guys. Yeah, I'm looking um, just to swing it back uh, quickly to close this loop with the uh, with the NCAA tournament. So uh, once again, I was looking at Bavada, the odds, and um, so we have Auburn at plus six hundred. We have Texas Tech at plus four twenty five, and then I would say the two favorites. You have Michigan State at plus one eighty five, and Virginia at plus one fifty. I don't know if you had to pick right now, um, which one would you take? Uh, you know what? I think it's Virginia's time, man. I, I, I'm really rooting for them. I got a, a close client who uh, is diehard, and uh, I just have a good feeling about it. But it's it's just a feeling, man. It's not based on any analytics. You know, yeah. again, I'm not the expert, but that's where I go. Yeah, I think I'm leaning towards Michigan State. Uh, you know, something about Larry Izzo in the tournament, man. Like, even when the Michigan State's like an eight seed, they always seem to make the Elite Eight or the Final Four. It's yeah, just, I feel you on that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's X's and O's. I don't know if it's that he could just get his team up to play. But you know, it's it's really just the Izzo factor to me. Uh, that's where I'm going to go. But like I said, I mean, my my bracket's been busted. I used to when I was in college, Brad. I used to like win my brackets every year. Mm. Uh, you know, I had the the Syracuse year back in the day when. Uh, Carmelo Anthony I think they were a six seed that season I had them going all the way and winning I won a ton of money that year because because they were a six seed you know and usually I go chalk just like you do just like everybody does I mean chalk is the safe thing to do because people a lot smarter than me and you are the ones making this tournament right so why right so yeah I'm gonna go Michigan State but I I think it will be Michigan State and Virginia in the final but um, you know Sam I can tell you Sam's pick is Virginia or at least it was um, before we spoke Um, he, he liked them coming into the tournament and Sam's a little more dialed into NCAA and NBA uh, than mm-hmm. you and I are, Brad. So I'll give Sam um, a shout-out who's in Costa Rica. I think he'll take that Bavada plus 150 on Virginia. And um, he's with you, and uh, and I am, you know, I guess I'm just going to be contrarian this time around. That's okay, man. You can be a little bland for us today. Don't worry about it. <laughs> vanilla ice cream. Give me vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I was going to say something. I forgot. I, I had a I had a story about the wolf, um, and then I completely forgot. So there's a teaser that is going nowhere. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> let's just bring it over to football. So you heard the AAF folded, right? I did not hear that. Yeah, they've officially they've officially folded. Um, so the story goes, as Sam and I talked about last week, and we were complaining because – yeah, the, the the AAF they were they were basically planning on uh, the um, the NFLPA allowing players to to play and and they wanted to set themselves up as a minor league 
um, NFL, which is something I've been calling for for a long time. Like I loved NFL Europe, Brad. Like I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, because like, you know, as a football like junkie and as somebody who basically, you know, for um, I wouldn't say for a living, but with a little side hustle, you know, I have the uh, I have the fantasy football almanac, which I've broken ground on. I have you know these podcasts. I want to know who the young players are. Yeah, I'm coming in. And it's not enough for me to know, like, um, you know, who who the young running backs are that are going to come in and the young wide receivers. That's important. But I want to know who the good young offensive tackles and offensive guards are that are going to be able to, like, you know, improve offensive lines. I, I, I want to know who the who the good defensive linemen are going to be and who the good. Cor- I need to know that. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Push my glasses <laughs> up to bridge my nose. I respect it. Yeah, but like it, it helps my analytics because I am analytical when it comes, especially with the NFL. Like my analytics are pretty dialed in, but I could always right. use more information. Right. Um, so I thought it was I thought it was a cool idea, but then they just I don't know what is up. With, you know, just from a business point of view, what the hell? Like, how do you how do you not have enough burn to get through an inaugural season? How does that happen? It, I imagine that it, it's nearly impossible. All the stuff, all the funding that goes into this stuff, you know, uh, you, you got to pay for the practice fields. You got to pay for the dudes to, you know, be there and work with the players. And you got insurance and you got salaries like I just and if it's not popular and you're not getting revenue, which I imagine is what's going down, it, it's it's going to be tough to compete. Yeah, but you know, that's I think that's where I'm a little I guess annoyed as a business person. Like you should have you should have an idea of how much capital you have to get through a season. And there are I think their business model was basically like, "Oh, NFLPA will come in and save us halfway through." If you don't have enough Maybe. burn to get yourself through and you're trying to prove it because they they came out and did acknowledge that they're trying to prove you know, they're worth to, to the NFL and well, to, yes. And, and, you know, the, the economy and the world has been filled with businesses that, you know, thought they were going to be the next big thing and they just weren't. I mean, 99% of the time that happens, you know, and when you're, when you're competing with someone like the NFL or even the NCAA or even NFL Europe, man, it's, it's just tough. Yeah. Like if it's speaking of field businesses, like I was trying to, um, um, trying to start my bald hair model business, right? And so I, I got, I, you know, I got the website. Um, you know, I was paying a lot of people to pump us up on social media. Got all the, I was like the fire festival guy, uh, but for bald hairstyles. And uh, basically, what it is, it's just one picture of me bald. Um, I like it. Yeah, These I mean, it, it's a good, it's good. It's, you know, it's we have a brand identity. It's just my face and, and bald, right? I, you know, I like it, dude. I, you know, I think that you could inspire a lot of people. Yeah, I think so. And like when people see when people see me bald, they're like, "Hey, man, you remind me of Bruce Willis," but like a a, a less rich, um, less talented version of Bruce Willis. I'm like, "Hey, man, yeah, that's, that's a, okay. That's what I was going for." You know, get back for that idea. Bring it back up, man. We'll get some some capital. We'll we'll take this next level. It, no offense, though. I don't want to work with somebody who has hair because I don't think they understand the plight. Well, trust me, I'm not trying to work anymore, and I do. So don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll just like your pictures on Instagram. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's what I meant by that. Yeah. Are you live on Instagram? Do you have an Instagram account? No, I deleted my social media a couple months ago. Yeah, you got to get on that, man. You were talking about clients before. It's uh, how are you going to get clients? And by the way, is it clients? Um, is it your your personal training, your workout business clients, or are you like full gigolo these days in Miami? No, I'm full gigolo, man. I make a hundred bucks an hour to go to weddings and um, <laughs> greet people and dance a little bit and eat free food. It's really quite amazing. <laughs> Can I get in on that job, or do they not hire bald people? Well, you know, it's a little discriminatory. You know, being half Jewish, I, I had to work really hard to get in there. So <laughs> it's a little cutthroat, man. A little yeah. bit of big 
Well, yeah, but there's good business there in Miami. That's uh, that's one of the good things. So superficial that uh, people of your uh, of your caliber of of beauty, I guess, can. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a rough life. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> waking up and driving your BMW convertible <laughs> to, your, to, your, to your weddings, to your weddings, yeah, and eating free food. And... <laughs> now, do you get peeled off the floor in those weddings too? No, no, not at all, man. I'm working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a little tipsy. I mean, you got to still. Oh, sure, sure. No, I can turn it on and off when I like. It's Are you? When I want to be on, man, I'm on and ain't nobody stopping it. Are you allowed to socialize with the women of the wedding post-wedding? Oh, man, I'm great, dude. I, you know, I make friends with everybody. You know, it's just a big <laughs> lie. <laughs> you know, it's a character. Yeah. I call myself Dylan. <laughs> Philip Manchester, third. <laughs> Philip Manchester. Dylan Manchester. Oh my goodness! I don't know I'm if I'm jealous of you or if I if I really hate you at the moment. Yeah, well, you could pity me too. I'd appreciate that. Well, pity, uh, pity, I can do. All right, let's let's move it back. We're getting off the rails here. Um, let's talk to something um, that used to be near and dear to your heart, Mike McCarthy. Oh, he's in the news a lot this week. I actually uh, so first thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know if I my if I got this from Bovada Sportsbook.com. I'm not sure where I got the article from, but I did see that um, you won one of them hot dog eating contests. <laughs> that piece of crap. No, no. They um. so the, the Packers. Is it Murphy? Is it uh, Dylan Murphy? Dylan Murphy. No, the guy the guy that runs the show for Green Bay. Oh, he's, oh Mark Murphy. Right? Yeah, Mark yeah, Murphy. Mark Murphy. Is that Kevin, Mc- Kevin McAllister's friend in Home Alone? <laughs> I think it is. Bring me back something French. What is it? <laughs> Anyways. Hold on. What is that guy's name? No, yeah. I think it's Mike Murphy. I can't, it is definitely a Murphy. The name's Murphy. Anyway. Um, it is Mark Murphy. Oh, it is? Oh, well, hey, man. It's not too close. Uh, they're from north of Chicago in that movie. Maybe it is. This, maybe he's the kid in real life. Maybe that is him. And it's, uh, I got to find this out about the Home Alone. We need to solve this. Yeah. I'll get there, brother. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Apparently, I don't know how to work Google. It's gigolos. Mitch Murphy is on Home Alone. Oh, there. Mitch Murphy. There it is. Mitch Murphy from across the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, kid, I told you before, quit bothering me. <laughs> so it's so it's Mitch Murphy's dad, Mark, running the show for yeah. the Green Bay Packers. It's only yeah. about it's only about a two hour drive from his house. Um, right. So they uh, they came out and I think they were talking about the new coach, um, everybody's favorite uh, French Canadian hockey goalie, uh, Matt LaFleur, who's uh, taken over the reins in Green Bay. Um, and they were saying that, you know, McCarthy, there's a, there was a sense of complacency um, inside Green Bay. And so he ca- he was kind of in the press this week. I think some people saw that and, you know, they were looking for a clo- quote. And he's basically said, you know, I don't I don't like that. And I kind of agree with it. I, you know, what's the point in talking about the previous regime at that point? They fired him. I guess just, so. I feel you on that. Yeah, you know, get, you know, just move on. It's like, you know, it's don't like if you... Don't go on a date and talk about your ex. Right, right. You know, if you're... It's sour grapes. If, if it's over, it's over. You know, move yeah. on. Even if, you, even if you're, if you you know, you have some, some brokenheartedness, then just, you know, take the high road like McCarthy and Rogers you know whether whatever the relationship is and I believe it actually is just a fine relationship especially now that they don't have to work with each other anymore mm-hmm. um, you know they're they've all been nothing but complimentary to each other both of those guys so if there was any angst or turmoil there I mean they're definitely both taking the high road there but I think they're fine well they had a lot of success and yeah. you know they they 
they reached a pinnacle, you know, in 2010 that, that most never dream of. So that, that, that has to remain special to them. And just because at the end things change, the world changes, needs change, and somebody had to go. And obviously it's not going to be Rogers. So that's the business, you know. That's how it is. That's how it that's is. That's how it is. So um, he said he came out um, and he said that he'd like to be um, coaching somewhere in 2020. Um, obviously, he's taken this year off. I thought that like the Jets would have been a nice job for him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, it didn't work out. They hired Gase, which I like Gase a lot as a coach. Um, and uh, maybe we'll talk about them in a little bit. Well, if, if Kingsbury goes 2-14, uh, and 14, Arizona could be a spot for him. Cliff Clavin, Kingsbury. No, I don't think he – you know what? Um, speaking, I, I talked about the manual a little bit. So I have uh, – you know, I'm, I'm kind of – I would say ankle deep. I'm not knee deep yet in, um, in the Fantasy Football Almanac for 2019. And actually just last night I finally crunched the numbers for Arizona and Miami and I think New York, the Jets – um, in terms of you know what I think the offense is going to look like and all that, and I you know I was looking at Kingsbury and his system um, in college because that's all we can re, you know um, compare it to. Here's the interesting thing: here they basically exclusively ran four receiver, one back sets there. Okay, and they continue, and, and you can do this in college because you can carry more people, but they continuously rotated in um, wide receivers, and their guys like Kiki QT um, was there. Um, um, the guy, uh, Jakeem, is it Grant? Um, the the guy uh, in Miami, he was a rookie this year. So they have like a history of rotating out. Uh, I think Welker was an ex-Texas Tech guy, although it wasn't in Kingsbury's regime. Um, they have like all these guys that are coming in, these kind of quick receivers. So what I'm thinking is Arizona... Who knows how good they're going to be? And I think they're in a, I think they're in one of the toughest divisions in football because I think with Garoppolo back, San Francisco's good. The Rams went to the Super Bowl. Um, the Seahawks have Russell Wilson, and a, a, you know they're always competitive. I think Arizona's going to have tough sledding, but I think mm-hmm. they're going to improve. But we're going to see an offense next year that I don't think we're used to seeing. It's going to be like a four wide, almost like a Madden type offense. Well, I'm excited about it, and I hope they succeed. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it would be cool. I just, you know, I'm wondering, um, and especially from a fantasy perspective, I don't think they have all the personnel they need. I do think what I'm really looking forward to is I think David Johnson will be better again. I think we'll see him mm-hmm. more on the highlight reels than that would last be nice. Year. Yeah, and Larry Fitzgerald, I think, is primed for a big year. Um, I think, you know, I have him projected. Here's a little spoiler. I have him projected at right around 100. I think I had him at 99 receptions um, mm. projected after I ran analytics. Although I haven't in- input the the 2019 schedule in yet. Because, um, you know, because it's not out yet. So I, I'm still waiting on that. And then uh, Christian Kirk, their, their, their rookie, um, I guess he's a sophomore this year, his second year in the league. I think he, he could even outcatch and outpace Larry Fitzgerald this year. So I think the receivers there, there's a lot to like. I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, me too, man. And I, I didn't mean to dump on Kingsbury. I think yeah. he shows a lot of potential, and I think it could be really something special. Yeah. Maybe not the first year, you know, but they have talent. So possibly and if you go by way of the the new Mick Bay uh protocol you know young guy who who knows more than others and is setting trends and all that then maybe they'll have something over there podcast one sportsnet is your home for the best coverage of the final four in this year's march madness get all the play-by-plays and top-notch analysis from sportscasting gurus like dan patrick and rich eisen then put your bets in with betting expert rj bell on rj bell's dream preview and laugh out loud with the biggest name in the game literally on the big podcast with Shaq. download new episodes of these shows and more every week on podcast one sportsnet 
there's like a coaching basically hot seat because I was wondering like where um, where McCarthy would or could go. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, um, just to tie a, a ribbon on the Arizona thing, I'm assuming they're they're drafting Murray at number one. Um, so that I don't think looks like it. Yeah, I mean that's what it looks like. That's what everybody's saying. Um, so that's kind of where I'm going. But like if it, if they end up passing or trading out and keeping Rosen, then I'm going to have to calibrate those a little bit. But I think mm-hmm. Murray's the pick, and I think it makes sense. I think he's actually a perfect fit for. Kingsbury system based on my research so now he's kind of a small guy man so I just I know I know I'm I with wouldn't you. do it I just wouldn't do it I don't know it's it seems like a really high risk high reward type deal you know and just because Russell Wilson is not right. a big guy but he but Wilson is is thicker man he's you know I think he's got him beat by a uh, an inch or two and maybe 20 pounds or so and that is a big difference in this league you know yeah and um and you just to remind uh, listeners who maybe don't um go as maniacally deep as i do into this stuff so kingsbury was the coach um that uh patrick mahomes went to texas tech and kingsbury was the coach there and um and mahomes obviously we we know what he did last year and i think maybe and this is what the nfl does um i think brad you and i actually talked about this on an episode of get paid how how like you know after russell wilson was there um after seeing dak prescott's um early success in dallas when romo was injured that year you know, to me, I've always felt like Prescott is a derivative poor man's, maybe not poor man's version, maybe like middle class version of of Russell Wilson. Who yes, both, right. Yeah, who both you and I, we we love Russell Wilson. Um, and um, and I feel like you know Kyler Murray is maybe like a derivative version of Mahomes, but because Kingsbury you know, had Mahomes in his system, I can see, I can see the attraction, but I'm with mm. you, man. Like I, I was a, I was a Redskins fan during the whole RG three thing. I, I know what having kind of a slight quarterback is maybe if he can be, if he can avoid um, hits and if Kingsbury system gets brewed of the ball quickly, which I believe is designed to do, maybe he can, he can be okay. Well, if he can avoid hits true, you know, to bring it back to Russell Wilson, that's like the thing he does best, man. The guy, picks his moments he never takes a big one and uh i just feel like he's the only one to ever really master that you know he he and and maybe this other guy can do it you know maybe Murray can do it but uh it's gotta see. be so frustrating as a linebacker like chasing down uh and he wilson just right out. he just dips, dips out. out he'll slide yeah. he'll throw he'll throw the ball like you know two steps in a way like you can never do he's one of those guys he's one of those quarterbacks that if i was a defensive coordinator i would just say just take the 15 yards and hit him because he I never know, takes right? a hit. I know, I know, I feel you on that. Like, just drill this guy and just keep him from doing that. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, sometimes once and I, or twice. I feel that way about um, you know Tom Brady too, because like it, you know it, historically we saw it in those two Giants Super Bowls, um, you know that they lost. The Giants were able to get to him and pressure and hit him with four, and when he gets hit a lot. You know, he, um, he, 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 he isn't as good and nobody is. So I'm not, I'm, that's not a criticism. Sure, I'm saying sure. like the, the Patriots have been so great at keeping him, his Jersey clean for so many years. But and especially this last playoff run, just yeah, hit him. Especially with Russell Wilson, who uses the run as part of his repertoire mm-hmm. where Tom Brady doesn't, yeah. or would, where it would at least rather not. Yeah. I see your point. Like, Hey. Every time this guy takes off, we are just going to drill his ass, and yeah. we'll see if he keeps doing it. Yeah, you know, hey, it's a little dirty, but it man, is life it, ain't fair. 
it is dirty, right? But like I'll I'll make a soccer analogy because it's I like a to strategy. Right, right. It is a strategy, and I'll I'll use a soccer analogy because I know you don't pay attention to soccer, and I like to I like to feel smarter than you. Um, not too difficult. Yeah, not too difficult. <laughs> <laughs> All I have to do is t- uh, state my multiplication tables. So I think I got you beat. Um, yeah. No, the uh, so like a, a couple years ago in the World Cup. There was a there was a team, um, and I think this might be like eight or twelve years ago. It's been a while, but there was a team um, that uh, you know there were. It was in stoppage time. It was getting late, and somebody kicked it. The goalie was beat, and the defenseman basically just went and and um, and used his hands and knocked it out, which is illegal, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. And, and so what ends up happening in that situation in soccer is rather than give them the automatic goal, which really I think should be the case. If the goalie is beat and somebody does something illegal, it should be an automatic goal. But what they do in soccer is they line you up for a penalty kick in that situation. Sure, sure. So then the 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 team I can't remember if the goalie saved it or if they missed a penalty kick, but basically they got no goal out of the situation. Right. I they, feel went, you. they went to stoppage time, they went into penalty kicks, and the team that made the penalty um, ended up winning the game. And I think also as part of that rule too is is they kick you out. So you have to play ten on eleven for us for the rest of the oh, game. Okay. But it was but still, still that's better than a goal. Yeah, and, and plus it, there was only like two minutes left or something like that. So, yeah, so. They didn't have to play as long. So, yeah, um, you know, it's a strategy. And, you know, if you take the 15 yards, if you're willing to take it, it's not – I mean, it's a little dirty, yeah. It's a little underhanded. But, you know, if you're willing to take the punishment, then – He's going to think, wow, man, every time I step out here, you know, I am going to get lit up no matter what. Maybe I won't do it. Yeah, but – yeah. game is almost cutting into thirds, you know. I will say though that the the, the NFL, you know, the, if you're a player though, you get fined fifty grand for taking these cheap shot hits. Oh uh, yeah, they will take, they will fine you, and then let's say your coaches say, "Listen, we'll we'll take care of it. Don't worry about it." Then you have another bounty gate yeah. on your hands, yep. and then everyone's suspended. I yeah. feel you. They'll they'll make sure it doesn't happen. Otherwise, you know, it probably would have by now. You know, if I was a linebacker, and here's the scenario where I would do this: if I was a linebacker, it's a playoff game. I'm making like, let's say. 10 mil or above a year, you know, like a, like a high level one. And I don't mm-hmm. have a big history of, of these kinds of things. I give him a cheap shot just mm-hmm. to let him know mm-hmm. I'm there. Uh, that way, you know, my fine from the NFL, you know, will either be non-existent or a little small, but I'm going to let Russell Wilson know that I'm going to be there and there's going to be some consequences in that game. I feel you, man. I feel you. Yeah. But if you're like Vontez perfect, who has a, has a history of, you know, taking some cheap shots and stuff, maybe you don't do that. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. If you build your resume up, man, you're a repeat offender. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yep. Um, so anyway, I wanted to get back to McCarthy there though. So there were some like coaching hot seats and I, you know, I, it's such an early article. You never really know like where those guys are going to be and like what, you know, who's actually going to be on that list. But I saw like kind of like a way too early list. So I wanted to throw out um, these coaches and the teams and then see if you think with your knowledge of Mike McCarthy, if you think this would be a good or bad fit um, for him. So I think there's 11 coaches. I don't know if we'll go through all 11, but um, we'll see where the conversation goes. So the first one on the list, which I agree with, he should be on the hot seat. Um, he should have been jettisoned this year, in my opinion. Uh, Doug Maroney or, or Marone, I think he wants to be called Doug Marone in Jacksonville. Um, with Nick Foles at quarterback, um, Leonard Fournette, do you think that's a fit for Mike McCarthy? Uh, yeah, I do think it's a fit because, and maybe it's the best fit, uh, because, you know, I don't think that with Rodgers being so talented that he's uh, easily coachable. You know, I don't, I sure. think he likes, I think he thinks that he knows more and he may or may not, but that's really not how the hierarchy is set up. Right. But Nick Foles, the best thing about him is he is completely coachable 
And I think he's a chameleon when he gets into any system. And I think that's what makes him so good. So maybe, you know, what McCarthy needs is exactly like someone Nick, like Nick Foles. Yeah, and you know, now that you mentioned that, I believe Foles spent some time, um, quite a bit of time with Andy Reid in Philadelphia and in Kansas City before, you know, his Ram stints and all that stuff. So McCarthy, I don't think it's from the exact same system, but it is all based on that, um, you know, West Coast offense. So there should be some familiar concepts in there. Yeah, it could be a good fit. What I what I struggle with is maybe the um, the receivers there. I I don't know if those are the best. But then again, you know, the Green Bay has had some struggles. I think Rodgers and and Favre had made them made the receivers a little bit better um, than maybe right. they uh, you know. They extended their potential, let's say it that way. Um, the next coach on the list, which I disagree, I don't think he should be on this list based on what he has personnel-wise and what he's done in his first two years, is Sean McDermott in Buffalo. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Josh Allen, I don't see that as a fit. Do you disagree? Uh, I don't see it as the best fit. I, I don't I don't see a lot of potential in Buffalo. And uh, I think McCarthy deserves better than that. It's, it's just, a, just a personal opinion. I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't take that job. I wouldn't. I don't like the. I don't uh, like the organization, and I don't like the quarterback there. I think the quarterback is. I think he'll be okay, um, Allen. I think he'll be okay for as long as he can stay healthy running. But you know, Josh Allen is not Cam Newton. You know, in terms mm-hmm. of body makeup, I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, he's got to develop into a passer quickly. What Sean McDermott has going against him is what we always talk about on Get Paid. Is he's that defensive coordinator, um, and they don't seem to have imaginative, um, you know, offensive coordinators calling plays. But you know that that could be an unfair criticism because uh, Dayball over there, um, the offensive coordinator in Buffalo, it was his first season, and he had a kind of a, a shambles situation at quarterback. So you know, maybe maybe this year we'll we'll turn things around, but we'll see. Um, next one I have on my list here is uh, Vic Fangio. Um, previous uh, Bears defensive coordinator first season in Denver they're already putting him on the hot seat because uh, John always kind of deterred as a uh, as a uh, NFL GM um, no quarterback to speak of really well I, I should take that back they have Flacco now um, I don't know I don't see this yeah, as I don't a fit. I, yeah I don't see it as a great fit either man again I, I think uh, Flacco was a little bit on his way out even though he's got some some good potential but uh Again, I think McCarthy deserves to be working with more than that. Yeah, here's one I because really he's, he's upper echelon. You know, I give him a hard time just because I, I, I think he couldn't get a challenge right. You know, <laughs> it saved his life if he had a friggin' gun to his head, and he and he gets too conservative for my liking. You know, I think he's blown some specific games with his conservation strategies. But um, do I do think he's a good coach? No one's perfect. Um, here's another coach I don't think should be on the hot seat, but is, and I actually think this one might fit, Bill O'Brien, Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Ooh, ooh I like that, yeah. You really talented uh, uh, wide receivers. Word. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, that one seems to fit. Although, for for Houston, you know, they went 11-5 and five last year. Um, the problem with Bill O'Brien is he can't, he can't ever win a playoff game. Um, so I could see like the, the team getting antsy, but that's a good team, sure. man. And you yeah, have a, yeah. a quarterback that blew his knee out his rookie year. He came back, went 11 and five. Deshaun Watson's a proven winner. I think you got to give Bill O'Brien unless like the wheels come off and they go like, you know, if they go seven and nine, six and 10. Okay. But if they make the playoffs again and lose again in the first round, I think you got to give him another year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Cause they've had a lot of talent for the past 
few years, you know, who they, who's that body dog? They got a receiver. Oh yeah. Hopkins. Uh, freaking Hopkins, man. It's incredible. They've had stout defensive players. They, they got a, a talented quarterback. Uh, I think if he underachieves and, you know, doesn't take them very far, I think it's time to go. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, they've had talented teams, but you know, who, who've been the quarterbacks for those teams, you know? Like, well, okay, yeah, they had that that tall guy there, the, the uh, Osweiler, the Rottweiler, yeah, the Brock Osweiler. God, <laughs> remember when the, when he was in that playoff game like two years ago? Oh who was it against, dude? And nobody could move the ball, and Osweiler was the biggest, smelliest turd. I was so <laughs> pissed. It was the worst thing I ever saw. Oh but man. Yeah point yeah yeah had, he had that look on his face Osweiler had that look on his face like it's just like you know it's like five minutes into the game he's just like I just want this to be over you ever like get into a situation where just like um like you're not doing as well as you wish you could be doing you just don't have the fight in you that particular day you're just right, like right just like, let oh this God, clock how end how did I find myself here yeah that's, uh, that's life yeah <laughs> it's every that's every day for Brad except for wedding days except for wedding days those are big ones <laughs> <laughs> you got to bring uh, Rocco. You got to bring Rocco, your our, our mutual friend Rocco, to those things is another as your plus one. Excitable, and then you know he he refuses to have a drink, so that's a big tip off. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> All right. Uh, next next one here. Um, I don't know. I I don't see this as a fit for McCarthy at all. Jason Garrett in Dallas. Uh, I think that it's a fit because it's such a a, a big football market and you know all eyes are on you and it's kind of the same way in green bay you know it's a it's a very popular place to be and i I don't think that job would be too big for him i think that the job's a little too big for jason garrett in my opinion yeah i but i think that organizationally that's why jason garrett is there because i don't right, I, right. you know i don't think that uh jara jara jones um likes um sharing the shine and if McCarthy yeah, comes okay. in there, I just think from a personality point of view, I think he's going to want to have more input with the player decisions than uh, than he'll reasonably get with them. So that's that's what I think. I think you know you're right though. Your your argument about like a big football city and it being big and him being kind of like you know one of the Super Bowl winning head coaches on the market that makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, this one I disagree with J- J- Jake Rudin. I don't think he's going to be fired. Similar to actually Jason Garrett. Um, you know Snyder. The book on Snyder is that. He, um, you know, he he goes through a lot of turnover and and all that stuff, and it's that was true when he was younger in his career. He hasn't really made a lot of those impulsive decisions as he's been later. I think he's more like a like a guy that if he can find people that work well together, he's more inclined to give people chances, even if they're even though um, you know they're going to to mediocrity. And I do think Washington. I think they're with um, gosh, who's the who's the quarterback? Keenum, Keith Keenum is the quarterback mm-hmm. there. I think their top end potential there is eight wins. Um, it's going to be Keenum is the quarterback now in Washington. Yeah, they ended up trading. Ow. Yeah, because once uh, Denver, <laughs> <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey, right? Well, Gilbert the- Godfrey with a helmet. Yep. <laughs> okay, guys. It's a forty-two belly option. Ow! Break. <laughs> so once uh, Flacco got traded to to Denver, they traded him um, the other guy to Washington. But then you know Rosen, with all this talk and chatter about Arizona drafting uh, Kyler Murray number one overall, they're talking about trading uh, Murray. I'm sorry, Rosen, Josh Rosen, to somebody like a New York Giants. And you know, in true Washington fashion, they made the trade um, before 
before they had to, and they don't really have a lot of draft capital. I think if they if they can get him for a second, I think they'll do it. And Washington, really, honestly, they should do it. Um, get somebody else in there because I don't think Alex Smith is the option either. And I'm not even convinced he's ever going to play again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, you may not. Let's see. A, a pair of uh, uh, NFC North um, teams, Mike Zimmer, which I don't think he should be on the hot seat, and Matt Patricia, who I do think should be on the hot seat. I actually like Detroit better in Mich- uh, than uh, Minnesota there. What about you? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if I like them better. Or are you talking about from McCarthy? From McCarthy, yeah. From McCarthy, yeah. Yeah, I dig that, man. And I think uh, he definitely should be on the hot seat, um, Patricia. I, I, you know, I just think there's – they're not showing anything special, right? And but then again, they don't have a lot of players, so I yeah. don't know. Here's, yeah, here's another one: uh, Ron Rivera, uh, Ron Rivera, I should say, and Carolina. Uh, okay, well, if they do choose to fire him, I think that'd be a good fit, you know. But he'd have to corral Cam Newton and his BS, man. I gotta say, Rivera's done a pretty damn good job. Yes, you know? yeah. I don't, I you know, I don't think they should fire him. I think he's a pretty good coach. Yeah. And, um, but if it should come to it, I think that McCarthy could work there. I don't know, but they're also one of those teams outside of Carolina and Carolina fans. Do you ever seek them out to watch? Like, I don't think of them as an exciting brand of football, except outside of their 15 and one season when Newton was just like otherworldly. I don't know, man. I always try to actually avoid them. Well, I'm, I would only watch them for the Cam Newton factor. Cause I like to see him fail, you know? Um, I think he's just – I don't think he has what it takes. Uh, you know, I don't think he's an adult. I don't think – and uh, I think Rivera is getting the best out of him that he can. And I think if you gave Cam Newton a substandard coach, it would go down in flames yep. real quick. Yep, I agree with that. No, I'm going to – I saved my, my top two um, for the last two here. And uh, Dan Quinn in Atlanta, we already said in our in our episode last mm. week on Get Paid that he's on a prove-it year. I don't know, man. You you put uh, McCarthy with uh, Matt Ryan. They have a full offense, like an elite offensive talent. They're ready for him. Um, and McCarthy's used to coaching teams with bad defenses. So um, mm-hmm. if the if the wheels fall off the bus, and I do think they have t- talent on defense, they just you know they had a lot of injuries last year. That could be a good fit. Uh, I do agree, but the, you know the question I raise to you is how long is Matt Ryan going to play football for? He's been around since like '02. It feels like. I mean, the guy is. Uh... I mean, everyone talks about Brady's age, and am I overthinking this? Is he not as old as I'm thinking? No, I don't think he is. I think he's he's still he's still got a good at least five years of like Roger kind of he's prime. Kind of in yeah. that, he's kind of in that area, and I think he's even a little younger than Aaron. Okay, so if 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 uh, Ryan's a little younger than Aaron, and he's going to be around for a bit, you know, <laughs> I think that McCarthy, um, I think that would be great, you know. Yeah, I like that. And then I was actually looking. So Bavada, um, Eric, and I were talking about this on Get Paid this week. Um, since he subbed in for you, since I moved you over here. So Eric, it was, um, you know, he was just talking about the Falcons in general, and I saw that the Falcons were at plus thirty five hundred uh, to win the Super Bowl uh, this coming season, and which I thought, mm, you know, that's kind of interesting because I still like their offensive talent. I, I you know, I'm not going to make that bet. But it is an interesting bet. Um, now, moving it on, Brad, to the last one. I think actually the best fit here, although I don't think he's really on the hot seat, Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Well, things aren't going well culturally over there. So right. is that Tomlin's fault or is that the, the GM or the president or just the whole damn shebang, right? It, they're not. I don't think it's like the Roonies. It. I can't say it's the president. I, I got to think <clears> it's. <throat> 
I think I got to think it's a combination of Roethlisberger and Tomlin, right? Okay, yeah. So I think that would be an excellent fit, man, because they're like children over there. They're, you know, they've become like the mm-hmm. Raiders and the Bengals and the, you know, it's like not only are they underperforming, but they are looking like jackasses when they do it. Right. You know, and you got you got videos in the locker room and you got oh, people yeah. calling everybody out. It's like, dude, you're not controlling your children, man. Like, <sighs> I, I don't know. I don't think McCarthy would stand for any of that. Yeah, and a, a couple other reasons I think this would be a great fit. First of all, he's a Pittsburgh guy. I mean, you know sure, that, right? Sure, that was yeah. that was well reported when the, yeah, when the Packers. Yeah, I missed that. You're right. Yeah, when the Packers played the Steelers in the Super Bowl, you know, was, there were all these storylines. So he's a Pittsburgh guy. Um, so he knows the city. He knows like the mentality there, right? Then you got um, something that he did in Green Bay, which I remember, Brad. Actually, I think when he came in. You and I were working um, at our at our previous job, so we I remember talking to you about this actually pretty vividly about how you know when they fired the the predecessor was it Sherman I can't remember who was who it was Sherman okay yeah. so when they fired Sherman, Sherman yeah at, at, he was coming in and you had Brett Favre there um, who really wasn't playing at Brett Favre Hall of Fame caliber all time quarterback type levels and I thought you know if you bring in another coach who has the balls to challenge Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. That that mm-hmm. could really help a lot. And I think the argument I made back then was like, look, you know, Sherman didn't, you know, they let Brett Favre do whatever he wanted. I think that um, Ray Rhodes, I think, was before Sherman, if I remember correctly. He let, um, or at least he was one of them before. They just kind he of was, He had these, one year, yeah. Yeah, and, and it just didn't ever really, nobody was ever challenging Favre to get better and holding him to task to not make sure, stupid sure. throws. Sure, sure, because he was like this omnipotent being that yeah. could do no wrong. But meanwhile, he's literally losing games with four picks. Right. I mean, we all remember what he did. If he threw one, he threw four of them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you're exactly right, man. So, like, I, I and I think maybe that's kind of what happens is, like, you know, relationships get stale. And the, the Aaron Rodgers thing, I think, can really benefit from this same kind of switch that um, that Brett Favre benefit, benefited from, you know, having McCarthy in. And I think Roethlisberger, from what we're hearing in the press about him being kind of a miser and, like, all this stuff, I think McCarthy would be a great person to basically mentor Big Ben in the last, what, three to four years of his career, you know, give or take. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I dig that. I do. If I'm Pittsburgh, honestly, if I'm Pittsburgh um, and we get another year of the Steelers missing the playoffs and you get, you know, a lot of this, you know, drama, locker room drama stuff with Tomlin again, um, I really think about making the switch. It's a personality fit. I think he's 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 done the thing where he's taken over the legend quarterback um, and made him better. Uh, I like it, man. Yeah, I dig it. I'm with you, hundred percent. It's a good call, man. You're yeah. a genius. Oh, thank you, man. Thank don't you. let you, don't let your wife tell you differently. You're a really smart, attractive, <laughs> successful man. <laughs> tall. I'm tall yeah, as well, man. right? Yeah. Yeah, you got it all. <laughs> got it all. Uh, let's just close it up. We've been talking for a little bit here. Let's just close it up quickly with NBA. I know you follow kind of more as a fan. Again, we're not uh, we're not Sam. We don't. Uh, get dialed into the NBA, the analytics and, you know, the X's and O's and everything, but high level, man. So I, I, I saw Bavada, you know, they obviously have, um, they have golden state at number one there, uh, in their, uh, you know, in terms of their favorites, you got Houston around, you have Milwaukee, you have Toronto around who, who are you leaning on? Who would you pick in the finals today? If you had to make a choice, uh, you mean coming out of the East? Well, both, you know, would you pick well, the Warriors? I mean, it, well, yeah, yeah. Dude, I think it's kind of, Obvious. I don't really like the league right now because of this Warriors business. You know, um, yeah. I hope that I hope that Durant and Irvin, Kyrie Irvin, go to New York, and then I hope that they draft Zion. 
And I, I just want it to be even. Look, I, res- I respect how good the Warriors are, mm-hmm. and I lo- and they're great. And uh, it's an all-time deal. But it's like, all right, man, what, is, what would this be, the fifth year in a row that they're in the finals and the four out of five that they win it, that they should happen to? Something like that, right? Right, exactly. It's such an afterthought that it's become a little bit annoying. Yeah, I agree with that. The only drama would be to see who could get to the Western Conference Finals and who could meet them in the actual finals, right? And then beyond that, it's it's an afterthought. So a little a little devil's advocate for you, and, and Brad, think about the East too while I, while I make this point. Um, a little devil's advocate for you though is um, Houston has now entered the, the 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 phase where they're not really interested in excelling during the regular season. They're built for the playoffs. And I give you that, man. Houston's a good team. Yep. I feel you. And their GM is an analytics guy, which I, I don't I don't think you should ever do pure analytics. Like I like analytics. Um, it's part of what we built our company on and all that stuff, but I don't think you should ever do pure analytics. I don't I, I, you gotta take yes. you know personalities and stuff into account. But you yep. know, Maury has spent um, has labored over building a team that can at least on paper match up with the Warriors. And they did take them to seven games last year, and Chris Paul was out that seventh game. So that's just, I'm with with you, man. I think it's Warriors all the way. I've been Warriors um, ever since, you know, Boston struggled. I like Boston to win the finals before the season. I I was buying, I was drinking that Kool-Aid, but, you know, Irving is just not a, you know, he's not a leader. Here's the problem I have, right? I think that, you know, the best NBA teams there ever were were the Bulls of the the mid-90s, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I think, like, just as much, some would argue more, the Warriors of our current stratosphere, okay? Um, But the difference was those Bulls teams had to face really good squads, man. You know, like, the Knicks, they had to remember those Nick teams, dude, just to come out of the East and, you know, the Jazz and the West. Like, they, I think they had to face a lot of legendary teams, that didn't get to be anything because the Bulls were ultimately better. But I don't think the Warriors are facing anybody of that nature. Sure. Not not even close. And the Rockets are a good team, man. But the Bulls beat other legendary teams along their way. You know, top 50 NBA players of all time. And I don't think mm-hmm. the Warriors have to compete with anything close to that. Yeah, man. Those um, those Pacers teams that they kept out of the finals for years. Pacers, they sh- dude. The Magic with Penny and Shaq. Yeah. And then- Dude, we could go on and on. The Rockets with Olajuwon and mm. Magic Johnson in LA and just real deal team. Yeah, and those Bulls teams were also limited because he had Bird's Celtics and uh and those those bad boys Pistons teams too. So they actually And the Pistons, yeah, dude. They had to get through other legendary teams just to be great. Yeah. Yeah, the Warriors I, are men, men amongst boys, in my opinion. Yeah, and another thing too that you know, Sam and I always argue about this on the show. Um, the the other thing that's kind of to me a little anticlimactic is, you know, when Durant came to the Warriors, it was like, really, it would be like uh, Larry uh, Bird and free agency going to you know to the Lakers and joining up with Magic, you know? Dude, or, it, it was hella lame, and it still is, man. And I and I think that I think to your point. Not to interrupt, but I think Durant will leave because a lot of people think he took an easy road. Of course he did. Championships, and of course he did. And not that he's, you know, not a huge part in them winning, but he is that good that it, it made it so much easier. So I think he wants to go somewhere, bring a guy with some talent, and pave his own way. I think it's very realistic that that happens. Yeah, and I, I do think I do think Durant is the best player on that team. Like I like Steph Curry, but I do think Durant is, you know, the best player on that team. 
But you're right. I mean, like he he already went to a team that like won 70 games a year before. Or I you know. know it's he it, already went to the best team record wise in history. Yeah. And um, and like I, I do I do support as you know, Sam and I, I do support player mobility. I do support, you know, Durant getting out of Oklahoma City because I don't really like I don't think Russell Westbrook was um, Russell Westbrook was the B player there and Russell Westbrook's personality does not let him be a B player, right? He was taking, Correct. he, he was taking to accept that crunch time shots away from Durant. They should have won finals like back when they, um, when they had, uh, Durant, Harden and Westbrook. Um, I think they, they made a finals and got swept or something. I can't remember what they did, but that team should have been, should have been a finals team. But of course, you know, Oklahoma City screwed the pooch by trading Harden away. It was dumb, but mm-hmm. don't get me started on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like they, man, man, I just, I don't know. I, as, as a, as a competitor, I would never even feel like those championships counted. So if he goes somewhere, I hope he does go to New York. I think it would be cool. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be real cool, man. And I don't know that Irving is the best uh, Kyrie. I don't think that he's the best guy to go with them. But then again, you know, Kyrie's not a great leader. So maybe he can. Maybe, you know, maybe he can kind of rebuild what uh, he and LeBron had in, in Cleveland and just kind of defer the leadership stuff over to, to Durant. And, uh, well, he's a there. pissy little guy at Kyrie Irving. man. And he's always got to bug up his ass. He I mean, does. he's always pissed off about everything he's got to deal with. It's, like, annoying already. Yeah, I Dude, know. take it easy, man. God, <laughs> he's so cranky. Actually, I kind of respect it. You know what? Let me go back on that. <laughs> You know, you're not an adult until you're cranky. So you're right. There we go. Yeah, I know. You know? Everything's, everything's a pain in the ass. Everything's just so annoying. Yeah. Uh, oh, so who do you have coming out of the East? Uh, it's a good question, man. You know, um, I would like to see the Bucks. Yeah. But they haven't proven anything, you know, only because I'm from Milwaukee. But uh, I, I, I think they can come out, man. I know it's going chalk, but uh, I'm going to root for them. I think that Boston's got a little bit more pedigree by way of experience. So mm-hmm. I would also I would also put it on them, too. I still think, yeah, I'm with you. I still think Boston's the most talented team, but can they string it together for, you know, a couple weeks, like a month or whatever? I the think they can. Is? I do. I think they can. So it, it wouldn't shock me if Boston came out. Um, I'm leaning towards Bucks, if only because Sam is is high, really high on the Bucks. But I still think mm-hmm. that uh, Golden State wins the finals this year that's my guess sure sure yeah that's my hot take as well yeah but if you know if, if you're looking for kind of like a an undervalued sleeper um i still think because like we said i think boston with the talent with the coaching if they can put the personalities aside and play together you know they're going to be undervalued i think um in terms of uh futures so you can check out bavada and um you know put some throw throw five or a tenner down on them see if it see if it doubles or triples or something like that Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, anyway, I think uh, that's it for the show. You got anything else for us, buddy? Uh, great time, man, and uh, thanks for having me on today. Okay. Okay. All right, man, I appreciate it. Hey, everybody out there, uh, go out, have uh, have a good week, be good to other people. and uh, you know, mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah, we always say be good, be good to people. Don't be such a jerk all the time. Hey, Sean, you know Kyrie. what? I, I enjoyed our conversation. Thanks for keeping me in your life. Hey man, I appreciate, I appreciate you. You know, I know you have a lot of weddings to get to. I know you have a lot of <laughs> clients to fulfill um so i appreciate you taking your time out of your busy day Um, back at you yeah all right so enjoy the beach brad i will brother all right everybody out go out be good